concentric circles and hanging the squares within squares. Welcome to It's Not Polite to Ask. I'm your host, Albert Destrada, alongside my interim co-host, Brandon Shaw. Guys, we're back. We got some updates for you this week. We have some fun stuff in store. Brandon, as the listeners find out today who won our, our international businessman competition, you're going to find out as well, Brand. Is it really bad, number one, that I'm finding out on the air, and number two, it took me probably a week and I'm sitting on the treadmill and I go, we're traveling domestically. We are traveling. It, it literally took me until that moment. And I'm that dumb. It, I was like, this is we're, we're domestic businessmen. I was this years old when I just realized that. Yeah, yeah. Why do we why are we international businessmen? We're never, we're not leaving the country at all. Now I feel the need to talk with an accent or something. We are international businessmen as much as the International House of Pancakes is international. Yeah, we're, we're domestic businessmen and international morons is what we are. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Well. I mean, in our defense, B, it's not our original idea. So for those who didn't hear our last episode, Brandon and I are embarking on a, a quest for yeah, the podcast. A quest. Yeah. It's a quest, right? Yeah. There's no rings involved, though. No, there are, there are no rings. There might be a ring if we find the right link. Whoa. There could be a ring. It depends Plot how we play our cards. twist. But it, uh, so we are attempting to take this show and our personalities and our lives on the road, and we're going to go try to meet people in other parts of the United States to just compare how human beings act. Notice you did say on the road and not overseas because it is still domestic. Yeah, yeah. It's domestic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep harping on this. I there's, think it's there's hysterical. A highway, there's a highway that can get us almost anywhere that we need to go. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. But the idea originally derives from a show called How I Met Your Mother. And it's a show that you and I uh, watched years ago and really enjoy. And we turned it into a fun contest where the listeners were able to message us and Brandon, I got to tell you, man, we had a pretty big response on social media. I got messages on Twitter. I got messages on Instagram. And I'm about to reveal the location. Are you ready? Yeah. Do I have to act excited no matter where we're going? Because there are some places that I think I'd rather go to. Okay, Brandon. So the options were Atlanta, Georgia, Austin, Texas, Charleston, South Carolina, Philadelphia, PA. And the, the winner is Austin, Texas. Texas. Let's fucking go. All my exes live in Texas like I'm George Strait. I still want to go despite you saying that. I'm really excited <laughs> to go to Austin. I don't know why I just like completely hack in a hacky way quoted Drake, but I'm 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 I dude, I've never been to Austin. I'm excited about this place. I've been to Atlanta. I had been to Philadelphia. I think this is going to be a loca good location for us. I'm jacked up, man, cuz I really liked Dallas and everybody said that uh Austin way better than Dallas. Why is it that people just clearly say that places like texas are like nicer humans than florida what is it about those parts of the country brand do you think make them quote-unquote nicer people i think it's the degree uh to which they're beaten as kids that really just makes them respect um the opportunity to not get hit so like if they're out in in a, in a public situation as an adult they clearly remember what it was like to be a kid and just getting beaten and they're just so thankful. And that's what creates the nice manners. So, so the South is just, they're just beat up. They're they're, just, yeah. Coming up. I think so. And, and Florida, Florida gets, Florida gets a little bit of it. So the native Floridians tend to be kind of uh, more on like the respectful, sweet, almost Southern vibe. Yeah. But obviously the imports didn't get any of that. But yeah, I think it's the degree to which you're beaten. So you're, <laughs> you're, you're telling me the reason people are arguably shittier or less approachable here is they weren't beaten as kids. Is that correct? Uh, more like to the degree that they're getting beaten or not beaten, but yeah. I don't know. I just feel like lately here in South Florida, a lot of people are coming from other parts of the country. 
when we go out and friends of mine are not only just moving here, but they're meeting so many other people. And it's, dude, I feel like immediately I can tell if somebody's not from here. And actually, Brandon, I'll give you a foolproof way you can know if somebody is from either South Florida or some major metropolitan area or originally not. You want to see it? It's very simple and you can always see it in a crowded bar. You ready? Yeah, absolutely. Notice what people do when they bump into someone at a bar and that will tell you if they're from South Florida or not. What That's I mean by that is this. If somebody smashes into somebody at a bar and they say, excuse me, I'm sorry, or my fault or apologies, they're not from South Florida. If they barrel into you and then just keep walking, they're almost certainly from South Florida. That's an interesting one. It's probably accurate a really high percentage of the time. It's just people treat South Florida, man, like the people that aren't from here. Uh, I was telling somebody the other day in, in real estate terms, they, they kind of treat it like a, a rental apartment building, right? So people have no claim to the actual building. They're just there to use its facilities as it suits them. Maybe they're escaping something else, you know, taxes, COVID, whatever. They don't know if they're going to stay. It's a good place to be at by the times. So they're just going to drop shit on the carpet. They're just going to scuff up the fucking walls. They're going to smoke in the unit. Like, they just do not give a shit. They're going to go to the beach and leave fucking chip bags and bottles out because it's not their fucking beach. They're just using it. Right. And they just abuse and destroy it. Florida is the rental car of states. I never, yeah. I never thought about that. That's yeah. like a really They're good like, point. It's a fucking beater. Fucking gun it over this speed bump. Yeah, I'm like, don't, don't you want to like be careful with them? They're like, fuck it. We don't care about this thing. Drive it into the ground. Yeah, it's, it's, <clears> it's <throat> just an absolute disregard for like. That makes so much sense because there's no like Florida, like South Florida pride. I mean, there's a little bit in Miami, but it's super douchey. It's like, yeah, it's but Oh, yeah. It's basically like turned into a terrible meme of like salt life <laughs> and the, the upside down Florida where it says local. That might even be worse. I'd rather just treat it like a rental building and not have that on your fucking dumbass truck. I never even noticed oh, that. Oh, my God. Never yeah. noticed that one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Other places have, like, pride about where they're from and community, and here it's just, like, nobody could, nobody gives a shit. You're yeah, right. Nobody gives a shit. That's probably a bigger thing, I think, than that than uh, the other thing. So we're going to embark, guys. Listeners, we're excited. We're going to embark on our first road trip of the It's Not Polite to Ask podcast. We're just to, be, to, just some- to be clear, we're not actually taking a road trip, right? We're going to get into a, an airplane? Yeah, we're not getting in a car. No, no, yeah, we yeah. are not. If you and I dro- drove to Texas right we can't now. Because we can't be international road trippers. No, that's not good. Yeah, we're yeah. we're, we're going to get in an airplane. We're going to fly there. And we're going to try to document our trip and try to see what happens. And I, I think it's going to be fun, man. I think Austin's going to be cool. I'm hoping that the, you know, the crowd is kind of like starting to come back. I'm hoping people are starting to get back out a little bit. Clearly, you and I have done very little research. We, oh, yeah. we know almost nothing about no, what no, we're no. getting into. Is, is Austin still a thing? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to videoing your encounters with uh, the young women of, uh, of Austin, Texas. Like I'm David Attenborough from one of those nature videos. I'm like, look as the dark male approaches the white female. <laughs> he, he's like the coquettish blonde has never seen this form of oh, Cuban. Yeah. It's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> well, we have, a, we have a couple more updates to get to. Our next update, um, Brandon, we, we did, for the listeners who weren't with us last time, we discussed um, a couple encounters with some girls from dating apps. Mm. Uh, two of which we gave notorious nicknames to. Um, my girl was nicknamed Babe for her usage of Babe and Baby and all these terms of endearment before we ever even spoke on a telephone. I ended up going on a date with Babe. I broke your number one rule, Brandon. You're going to be mad at me, but I broke your number one rule. Oh, you said I love you on the first date? Nope, that's your number three rule. Everyone okay, knows gotcha. that. I broke your number one rule, which is I did not FaceTime with her clearly in a level-headed, calm setting before going out with her. That's not, not so much as a rule as it is just like, I don't know, what's, what's higher than a rule? It's just, it's a, a commandment. A, it's, it's somewhere in the commandment. Uh, a law? It's a definitive, yeah, it's just, it has to happen. It's, it's, Got you. 
Didn't do it. It's like breathing. I didn't do it because I'm not smart. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, we got that on air, right? We got that on air. That will be captured. Oh, by the way, and for our listeners, we do have a new production guru here with us at the It's Not Polite to Ask podcast. We want to thank Larry Wynn for joining us. Larry's going to be a vital part of the uh, organization moving forward. Thankfully, guys, these episodes should sound like they're not being recorded in a bathroom any longer because guess what? Yours truly is no longer in charge of production. So now we actually are running a legitimate operation. I'm pretty excited about that, Brandon. Prior to Larry, it was just uh, the scene from Zoolander with uh, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson just smashing on the computer. Oh, yeah. It was it was pretty embarrassing how bad I am at all this. But we got Larry on board now. We're doing good stuff. Shout out to Larry. Shout out to my man, Larry. Larry, what's up? Um, but yes, so I went out with Babe. I met up with her at a restaurant, and it was kind of awkward. I got there first. So usually, I'm kind of late. I got there on time. I do that as well, just to, to break. I do the intentional almost like wait to get the text that they've arrived at the location so I can stroll in. I don't know why I do that. You don't like to be there before they're no, there? No, 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 no. Why not? I don't know. I think because if I get there early, I feel like my like posture and uh, body language and like what I'm doing when she walks up matters to the point where I don't want to have to deal with it. I'd rather walk up and put it on her. That makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. just, I did it subconsciously and now I'm like evaluating myself, but I'm with you on that. Like, I don't want to walk in. It's first. weird sometimes to be the one, I don't know, the one that's sitting there like waiting with a drink or whatever. It's a balance too. Cause I do like to be punctual too. So I have like this like 10 minute window to work with. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I, I, I got there first and then she showed up shortly after. And I gotta tell you, she was a nice girl. We had a good date. Things were going well. And then, uh, you know, my thing when I go on a date, I like to do a couple different locations for our listeners. If you're kind of listening to the show for some dating stuff, I highly recommend you try to, in the, over the course of a date, do, you know, not just one stationary place. You know, so we did, Brandon, we went to dinner at a restaurant that was nice, kind of a cool, trendy spot. Then I kind of researched this like rooftop bar place, went there. She was, even though she's familiar with the area, had never been there, liked the place. Good stuff. The bartender and like our server were like, you know, we started becoming friendly with them. They were surprised we were on a first date. So things were going well. They're like, wow, you guys are first date. Like, we couldn't believe it. We started doing some people watching. Things are going well. And then here's where the date started to kind of taper off in a negative direction. Bum, bum, bum. I, uh, I decided to meet up with some friends I had in the area at a crowded bar. So I take her to the crowded bar. And it was pretty busy. It was, you know, people are moving around. It's like, you know, like 1231 a.m. on a Saturday. Things are jumping. It's rocking and rolling. I'm going to the bathroom. There's a long line and she's kind of waiting for me. Then she goes to the bathroom. Then we're kind of hanging out. We did some shots, the whole thing. And then at one point I go to the bathroom, you know, she's waiting for me. We've already done this two or three times. And then I come out of the bathroom <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, where'd you go? And she's like, I, uh, I had an emergency. Mm -hmm. Cocaine or poop. Right. Which immediately I'm like, Oh, this is the first date. It's from the internet. You don't know what you're dealing with. Right. And then she says, very rarely in that situation, is it going to be like, I need my insulin. Right. And, uh, she's like, my friend got into an accident Ah. and I'm like, okay, her, th there's a non 0% chance that that's real and true. Right. Um, so I'm kind of waiting around and then it just like caught to the point where she like ended up like leaving to assist her friend in an accident, even though, and then she had to get her car. It was one of those things, Brandon, where, you know, where like the, the, the shit just kind of hits a fan and the ball started rolling to the point where I was like. I'm just going to get out of here. I was just like, I'm going to mentally check out of the situation because. Do you want me to break it to you on, on the air? What's up? That you got ditched? She, yeah. So on paper, it, on paper, it seems like I got ditched. I want to, I want to be very clear on any writing surface. <laughs> 
It looks like you on got paper ditched. it seems like I got ditched, right? The the percentages of getting into accidents are not that high. Well, so that's what happened. So at first I'm like, it's very low that an accident happened. I'm like, this girl left. It happens where you win some, you lose some. I was like, it, it seemed a little um, incongruent to how the date was going, but and I'm usually like super super fine in that stuff. I'm very very aware of that kind of stuff. But then later on, I was like, I was like, hey, no big deal. Like you took off. Like I thought we had a good time. And she was super defensive about that. I, I literally was like, hey, it happens. Like, we're not, not everyone's meant to, like, get, you know, hit it off. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm apologetic. And then <laughs> here's where it got a little crazy. Yep. She started telling me that she's on, like, some kind of medication. There it is. Or some kind of uh-huh. pill thing. Yeah. And at this point, since I thought the date's over, I decided to indulge in a little bit of extra drinking with my friends. Mm-hmm. So I don't really recall exactly how she phrased it, but I remember just bits and pieces of her describing what seemed like mild insanity to me. Yeah, so I don't want to say I told you so, but uh, I feel like on FaceTime, you can usually pick your... (laughs) You can usually figure out... uh, Don't edit this out. I want this on the podcast. You can usually figure out like, oh, okay, she's FaceTiming me live from like her therapist or like a mental institution. (laughs) Like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, you're right. They're like, I miss this time for gardening time. Yeah, or like you're FaceTiming her and you just see her like neck violently twitching or something like that. Just woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think in hindsight, you might have been right that her usage of the terms of endearment without any prior context yeah. now put together a story, and that story is her instability, yeah. and I probably should have seen, like, read into that a little bit more clearly. Yeah, so speaking of instability and insanity, so uh, my date with uh, noises was actually uh, non-existent because I followed my own advice and I went ahead and I FaceTimed with noises and uh, I was very careful, made sure the sound was pretty low, it was quiet room, <laughs> like don't want to set her off, don't want to... Yeah, no don't, triggers, you don't want to trigger yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, don't, don't want to be triggering, nothing, uh, no doorbell ringing, things like that. And uh, it just had that exhausting feeling, man. I didn't, have it, I didn't have any insanity happen like you, but just that exhausting feeling where it feels like I have to like push out every response from her. And I don't think she meant it to be like coming off as disinterested because I actually brought up the idea of going on a date that week and she was very into it. We were starting to plan like a day, which is kind of the way I do things, right? I plan a day uh, a couple days out and then I mix in the FaceTime or two before then and we can always, you know, go ahead and opt out of the date, which is ultimately what we ended up doing here. And it's just when it feels exhausting that early on, man, I'm out. I can't have it feel like that, like. I, I, I go to the gym enough that I, I don't need that uh, conversation to feel like a workout. So, Brandon, the good news there is this. Our last episode was called Red Flags, and we identified these two red flags, right? Oh, yeah. Babe might be a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Noises, like, really, that's your answer. And, and we went two different routes with it. No, and no, both. I actually <laughs> think we went the same route. We both of our red flags seem to be on point. Babe's slight craziness turned into what can be considered real craziness. Yeah, yeah. And noises, super, lack of a real response. Super dull. Yeah, super dull. The best super thing, dull. Yeah, the best thing you could come up with is like, you know, noises. Like, oh yeah, I'm really good at humming. Like, yeah. The, yeah. Like clearly like just not enough content there for me to, to work so at least of. We're, at least we're getting better at our uh, vetting system mm-hmm. of figuring out which one of these girls might be a candidate or not. Yeah, and my thing too, I mean, and I, I know you as well, the reason that I, I go through the vetting process is just the time, man. It's so valuable to me, like, I'd, I'd rather spend the night like relaxing than go out with this exhausting situation. Yeah. I mean, time is time is our thing. And like, honestly, that's why I think a lot of guys fall. Not, no, that's why a lot of people fall into this trap where you're like, you meet these new people, you see a red flag, you get kind of like, ah, whatever, move on. And then guess what a lot of people do, Brandon? They revert back to their exes. 
No, you end up like kind of rehashing all these old things. And like, I got a really funny text from a friend about a, uh, about a relationship situation he's dealing with an ex. I'm going to read it on air without saying my friend's name to keep him and his ex out of it. But I asked him, I go, Hey pal, how you been, man? I haven't heard much from you. And his response was, I've been having sex with a lot of girls to try to stop thinking about if I made a mistake with blank. That's always good. <laughs> so, uh, my, the old, the old, they'll bury your, uh, your feelings inside somebody else. That's good. That's, that's, I think people are trying to do that. Is that, is that Brandon, what do you, what do you think about that, that approach to that scenario? Do you think that that's a way to get over your ex by getting under other people? Is that a thing or what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that I have to be uh, Freud to figure out that that's probably some pretty unhealthy behavior there, but I like where his head's at. You like that? You think that's unhealthy? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be emotionally destroyed, you might as well be getting laid, right? I think, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what it is about that whole thing. It's like maybe because of the reverting back, the reverting back. I'll tell you exactly what it is. <clears throat> Give it to me. It's, it's the whole grass is greener thing. And then you're going to like, oh, maybe that grass wasn't so bad because you have all these things that bother you or don't check the boxes for your ex. And then you go out on a date with somebody who, in your case, needs medication or in my case, where the conversation flows like fucking molasses. And you're like, wow, maybe that thing that she did that bothered me really wasn't so bad. Right. Yeah. Because when you go out with tr when you find true insanity, like mild insanity seems like a fucking joyride. I think it's like a big a big byproduct, dude, is like culturally. Here's where we're at. I think we're in this weird space where like dating and hookup culture are like blending in together. Right. And almost like hookup cultures kind of overtaken traditional dating. So that fine line starts to get blurred. And when you do, there's so many like hookup culture interactions that when you do find somebody that you're like, wait, there was a moment in time where I could actually date this human being. They're reasonable. They're not that crazy because you know, let's face it, dude. When you, when you meet so many new people, you're going to meet some people that are kind of unsavory, some crazy people, some boring people, some fucking, you know, toxic people. So when you get all these people that are maybe not the greatest, you, like you do, you do look back at the grass and say, is it, was it better than, did I miss something with that person? Well, yeah. What you're doing is you're accidentally figuring out that somebody's not so bad to be around through having sex with them. And basically the conversations that you're having before and after. Another weird thing that I got from a friend this week, <laughs> actually it's the same friend. This friend is a lot of fun. I got to have him on the podcast one day. He said to me that he had a girl come over to his house who is a pure, just fuck buddy. He said, friends with benefits. It's not a, it's not a relationship. We are not trying to date. I go, oh, cool, man. So you guys like hooked up and stuff. And he goes, nope, not at all. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he said, she came over and we just ended up cuddling. And I'm like, so are you crazy or what's happening? The old Thunder Buddy approach where you're just so like emotionally out of it. You just need to hold somebody. I mean, is that a thing people do now? They have their hookup come over and they don't even hook up with them, Brandon? Yeah. What, what's happening? With that, that? That's probably a special type of uh, emotionally fucked up. Yeah, that's where we are. At least, you know what? When I do an inventory on my personal shit, at least I don't think I've gotten to that level where I have a hookup friends with benefits person that I'm just like hanging out with in like a non. I like it. I like it. That's really good. Just lie to all of our listeners directly on the air. Oh, I'm lying I, about that? Oh, yeah. I've watched you several times try to rationalize that you might be getting into a relationship with somebody that from the outside we all clearly know is not an actual viable dating option. Oh, so I did basically the Brandon Shaw? Yeah. The Brandon, the Brandon Shaw, for the listeners who don't know Brandon as well as I do, is lie to your friends and family about how you feel about a girl and tell them we're not serious, we're not dating, we're not a couple, we're not together. And then I'm like, two, two of my Brandon, <laughs> and then I'm like, Brandon, I'm at your wedding. He's yeah. like, ah, we're just taking it easy. 
<laughs> two of my three most serious relationships did start out that way for sure. Yeah. Of like, I feel nothing. I'm dead inside. We're mm-hmm. dating. Yeah. yeah They're yeah. like, this is not my girlfriend. I'm like, Brandon, you guys are taking a picture in front of a Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's real. Thing that's, that's a good happened. point. We can, we can call it Brandoning. That's fine. We can call it Brandon yeah. Shaw. Where you're uh, in Sp- emotional denial about who you're with. Speaking of Brandon Shaw, I, you know, I, I, you took on a new challenge lately, which I got to tell you, man, it's something that I, who've, I've been pretty experienced in the dating and meeting people uh, arena, never figured this shit out, don't know how it works, got no clue. Brandon, you told me you joined some new frou-frou high-end gym thing, and you said that, hey, I feel like the people quality here is better. What the hell, like, what can you do as a person who wants to meet like-minded people at a gym setting? to like interact with people. What are you doing there? Do you have anything for us? Do you have anything for the listeners? I I have underneath nothing. I have somehow less than nothing. Less than nothing. My approach went to the gym today. My approach today was to try to make strong eye contact, almost fell off the elliptical machine. I got nothing. I, I, I literally just feel like anything that I say to a girl in a gym is like somehow sexual harassment. Why is that? Why is a gym? It seems like a good place to meet people, but it's in it's, in practicality, in real life, it's like such an awful place to meet people. It's almost like, you know, it's like it's like a bachelorette party. You see a bachelorette party out there, you're like, oh my God, there's like eight girls having fun. But then it's really like, they call it the mirage of like dating. Yeah, where it's yeah. like, none of those girls are available. They're all leaving. None of them are going to ever leave their group of friends. It's just like, a, it's just like a complete trick. I, I really don't know what to do. So like you said, I joined this uh, like higher end gym. It's not like quite like an Equinox, but it's for people who are a little bit more serious about it. The, the, both female and male quality of people is better there. The guys are all in better shape. Everybody's wearing like their top shelf gym outfits. There's quite a few girls that I find to be uh, physically attractive. Couple girls that look like they might not be terrible people inside. Definitely a couple that are. And I just, I have nothing. You, what am I supposed to say? Do uh, you need help with that set? Like I, I got nothing. I saw, I saw something on Instagram where the guy said, uh, Hey, I'm doing upper body today, but would you like to work out? legs together sometime because i think that the legs is like the chick crack a little bit because that's type you know tends to be their uh preferred thing to work you're out. just asking a stranger to work out i know them? but that's what i'm saying it still seems dog shit. it's horrible i said i have less than nothing all i have are bad ideas which is worse than having you know nothing the problem is though i literally feel like i'm trying to talk to somebody in a movie theater like mm-hmm. it seems like the time when i should not be speaking yeah they don't want it they don't want to hear you no and the, the headphones headphones thing. oh my god headphones are just they make it literally impossible is it me or is it harder to talk to the girls that have like the over the shoulder or the over the ear headphones? That for me is just uh, I typically and there's a, a couple exceptions to this. Typically, for whatever reason, if they're wearing the over the ear headphones, we're we're not we're not vibing. And that might be like some insanity. And like I go to the gym too much to notice. But like people that wear over the ear headphones typically not going to vibe with me. Gotcha. Yeah, that's insanity. I understand that. I'm like there and I'm like, ooh, she's an AirPods girl. Brandon. So, all right, Brandon, I got something for you. Are you willing to try something for the sake of the show and personally my just entertainment? Depending on what it is, but potentially. Oh, okay. Here we go. How about you try this, my good man? For one week, we will put you, Brandon Shaw, six foot tall, 205 pounds of ripped Jewish muscle into into some form of an elaborate, costume slash embarrassing outfit thing with on the at some point of it saying i lost my fantasy basketball league and you have to wear that outfit to the gym 
Isn't it bad enough to say I'm in a fantasy basketball league? Isn't that like already the prank? Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, kind of, I guess. Listen, it's what do you want me to do? Baseball's just started. Football's nowhere near. So basketball's just, the only I thing lost that just a bet. Ended. I lost a bet. You can say I lost a bet. I just came up with a great idea, though. What Hold if? Hold on, let me finish. All right, fine, go ahead. Fuck you. Something says, I lost a bet. Now, all of a sudden, you're drawing attention to yourself. Now, all of a sudden, you're an eyesore. And then if a girl looks at you and smiles, you can be like, hey, listen, don't judge me. I'm a normal person. I don't normally wear a Daffy Duck costume. What okay, I like it. I'm, I'm open to that. But I think that I might have come up with a really good potential uh, meeting girls at the gym strategy. Give it. What do you got? And it came from our podcast, mini dry erase board. And so if I'm over at a machine that's across from her, I can literally just put on the dry erase board high and see if she's receptive to it or oh not. Oh my God. I love that idea because then you don't actually have to waste gas driving home because the cops will arrest you and then they'll take you home for being, Why are they gonna arrest me? For being an insane person. Why? You think that's a good idea? Yeah. Writing on a board creepily high. <laughs> What are you talking about? Like on a little... Oh, mini- you know what we should do after is follow her in her car. Then no like way. Start her this from is behind. Gonna, this is going to work. This is going to be great. <laughs> you think this is a good idea? Yeah, yeah. A mini dry erase board to keep in my All backpack. Right, you know what? We're putting it up on the pole. What is a better idea? A one-week fake Brandon loses a bet to draw attention to himself in a playful way or him bringing a dry erase board Dude, dry and erase doing board. caricature art to the girls in the gym. Dry erase board. Okay, we're going to put it up. We're going to see what the listeners say. Is a it has rationale for in, to the gym, it has, in the gym. There's, there's rationale behind it in the gym too. Cause you could be like, Oh, I write my workouts down on here. I will give you one that you know what we're, we're, we're working. I will give you something. I'll meet you in the middle. Dry erase board. You draw a tic-tac-toe board. You start with an X in one of the spots. You hand it to her. It's got to start with high though. If it doesn't start with high, if she like laughs or whatever, then I can go to tic-tac-toe board. We might have come. We might be onto something here. You made fun of me. You just made no, fun but of I me. I like tic tac toe. I don't like high. Whatever. It, it's having a dry erase board there allows you to have communication without forcing her to take yeah. her headphones off. You can gauge her reaction if she fucking goes, oh fuck, or she throws her drink at me. You know, clearly that's not going to be a good situation. Yeah. But if I get any sort of smirk or smile, I'm in there, awesome. and then I can lead into. And then if this week, if this week it doesn't work, next week just bring puppets. And, and, and pu- <laughs> puppets, start, not bad. Just start a puppet show. But if she sees it too, then she's looking at me, and I yeah, look. Good. I actually, yeah. You know what? Originally, I was really anti this idea. You say originally, you mean eight seconds ago? We when worked, you just we worked quickly me? on this program. It's yeah, a yeah. thirty minute program. It's a great okay. idea. That's actually not the worst. It's a good idea. It's not the worst. It could. I dude, still like costumes. any idea is better than me just going. <laughs> Like, I have nothing in the gym. Okay, so listeners, we are going to send Brandon Shaw out to premium expensive gym fitness, and he's going to bring his dry erase board, and he's going to write shit down on it and give us feedback on how this works. Brandon, I think, you know what? I actually think you might be onto something here, and I'm excited to see how this works. Dude, I'm telling you, it's a good idea. And if it's not a good idea, at least it's an idea, which is we don't have anything. We have nothing. We got nothing. We have absolute yeah, yeah. zero. Yeah, yeah. My, okay. my whole thing right now is maybe faking some type of injury. You're like hoping that you have a nurse. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, or not even a nurse, just somebody to to call 911 or whatever. And then it's just an excuse to get my phone out and we get the number. But that's all I got right now. Well, we, uh, we're constantly in conundrums here at the show. So, um, we're kind of coming up on it here, but I'll give you guys a little situation I had, uh, recently. Uh, one of my favorite comedians, uh, a podcast I listen to, by the way, he has the, the Nate land podcast, a comedian by the name of Nate Bargazzi, excellent comic. I had an opportunity, Brandon, to go see a show of his recently, but I ran into a little conundrum with that show, Brandon. So during the lockdown, I kind of like 
fell into Nate's material. I was casually dating some girls, and a couple of these people I had a chance to introduce to Nate Bargatze. Mm-hmm. One girl, who I no longer have any romantic involvement with, ended up buying tickets for this same show. Unbeknownst to me. There you go. I purchased tickets for the show in my usual fashion, which is I just buy tickets to things I want to go to and then figure out who I'm going to bring to them later. It's the week of the show. I don't know who I'm bringing. So <laughs> I get reached out to by the previous girl. We'll call her Melinda. Melinda says, I am going to Nate Bargatze. I'm currently in talks with some newer people that I'm potentially dating. Trying to figure out who I might invite. And then circling back to the earlier part of the episode, I had an ex reach out to me, said, hey, I just want to talk to you. And I also have tickets to this Nate Bargatze show. There you go. It turns out it's going to be multiple girls in this place that have some kind of relationship affiliation with me, Brandon. So what would you have done in my spot? Do you go to the Nate Bargatze show that you want to go to? Do you not go? Do you cancel on a girl? What do you do? Tickets go on StubHub for sale if it's me. Do you go? You put the tickets on sale? I hate those interactions, though. I'm really bad with those interactions. You live for a little bit more pain than I do. I hate those interactions. And if I'm sitting there and I like know that there's a potential awkward situation, not only for me to bump into somebody while I'm on a date with a girl, but for me to bump into potentially two people while I'm on a date with another girl, that just sounds miserable. They're going on StubHub. I'll pay the fees. Brandon, I don't care about the money. It's not about the fees or whatnot, You want to see the guy? I love the comic. I want to see the show. Why can't I go to the show? Solution. What do you got? Take a male friend. Take a male friend. Take a male friend. Then if you bump into either of them or both of them, you're not doing anything, quote, wrong. Take a male friend. See, this is why Brandon's a smart guy. And I just saying, you know, I don't know when it is, but I happen to be free that night. (laughs) You happen to be free. The last time I brought you to a comedy show, you were a disaster. I got hammered drunk in the parking lot. Nope. No, you didn't. You didn't have a single drink. Oh, I was talking about when we went to uh, Mike Birbiglia. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the comedy show we went to 10 days ago in Miami that you complained about. Oh, my God. Got look, there 45 minutes late. Didn't have a single drink. I got there 45 minutes late because this guy invites me to a comedy show and goes, oh, by the way, it's basically in another state. If we lived anywhere other than Florida, you realize we would have had to cross state lines. It wasn't that far. Anybody who knows Florida, I live in Fort Lauderdale, and this was in Pinecrest. Anybody that knows Florida, this is for you. Yeah, bring a male friend. That would have been, uh, been pretty smart, but I am not the smartest. But you know what? I think we've learned some stuff today. I think we've come up with some good ideas, Brandon. I think we know that now when we prepare for our trip to Austin, Texas, guess what we're going to pack? Dry Dry erase board. board. You know what else it's going to work for? Nicely, I might add. Airplane interactions. So you're basically just turning your dating life into being a mime. Dude, it's a non- like aggressive approach to people. Again, it's mostly for people with headphones on. Playing another area where there's people with headphones on. Right. Eventually, if you get successful enough, you'll just carry an extra dry erase board and hand it to the other person and just just communicate from afar. Or, you know what? I'm just going to start going for it. I'll just be like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you, but I just wanted to present myself as a dateable option. I like No, I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, you should actually like get a card. This is Brandon Shaw, successful and dateable. And yeah. just hand it out. Oh, a buddy of mine I was talking about uh, recently, I was talking about getting a boat. And a buddy of mine suggested naming the boat, I'm single. I think, I, I think that's tremendous. And if we couldn't end on a douchier Miami note, that's got to be it, guys. Yeah, there you go. And on that note, I cannot think of a douchier Miami way to end the show. So for this week, we are out of time for my interim co-host, Brandon Shaw. I am your host, Albert Destrada, and this is It's Not Polite to Ask. <laughs>